Before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you a few questions. I want to know, are you on a mission to grow your business so that you can step into the CEO role in your business? Or maybe you've successfully launched your course a few times, but your income's starting to plateau a little bit. Or perhaps you know you need to create partnerships and an affiliate program, but you're just not quite sure where to start. Or perhaps you've created an affiliate program already, but it's just not generating the momentum that you've hoped. Well, you are in luck if any of those spoke to you because I am doing a free uh, webinar and it's going to cover all of this awesome stuff on how to create an affiliate program. So we're going to talk about how you can find those really influential affiliates. I'm going to give you some tips on how to go about doing that. I'm also going to talk about how you can put systems in place to recruit and engage those affiliates. And then second, we're going to talk about how you can support your affiliates. Um, Having affiliates is great, but how can you make it super easy for them to talk about you and promote your course? And then finally, we're going to talk about you know, how you can have a record-breaking launch with a team of influential affiliates, including things like how to set up a Facebook group and provide incentives to really entice people into promoting your course. So if this this sounds awesome, then come and join me for the training session. If you go to rachelowen.com slash webinar, you can sign up and save your seat now. Okay, let's get into today's episode. On today's episode, I speak to Tori Offord, who is an awesome confidence coach. She coaches women to find clarity and courage, in particular, clarity in figuring out what they want, what direction to go in, and how to get there and find their own self-worth. Um, in the image of themselves through their mind and their body. Now, our conversation was super fun and I connected with Tori by commenting on a post that she did that said community over competition. And obviously, you know, that message resonated deep with me. Um, So we talked about all things supporting women and how in the corporate workspace, there is a very different environment, a competitive environment and jealousy and how in the online marketing world, this online business world, um, and particularly we talked about how coaches are just so supportive of each other. Um, she gives us a few tips and tricks as to how we can collaborate with each other and uh, it's an awesome conversation. So I can't wait to dive in and share our conversation with you. You're listening to the Collaboration Over Competition podcast. Hi, everybody. So today on the episode, I have Tori with me, and I'm going to leave it to her words to explain what she does. And then we're going to get all into her, um, how we connected and how she ended up on this podcast. So Tori, do you want to tell everyone who you are? So you're in the lovely Glastonbury, right? (laughs) I am in a very lovely Glastonbury, although today it's raining. Um, so slightly less lovely, but generally very lovely part of the world. Um, and uh, what I do is that I am a coach and I specialize in women's confidence. So I try and help women understand their worth, feel their worth and 
go after kind of what they really want in life. Um, I think we're very programmed to um, see what everybody else wants or go down a path of, you know, career, kids, marriage, etc. Um, and we can lose a bit of self of what we want and what we're worth. So I like to bring people back oh, to that. Absolutely. And that message resonates with me so much because I probably could have done with you about five years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was doing the job I thought I was supposed to do, but I wasn't happy. I was in a relationship where I wasn't happy. I was just doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And then you become a parent and then that's your job. And you like, they don't even explain to you how much you lose your whole identity when you become a, a parent. It's just crazy. And knowing that it's okay to indulge in the things that you enjoy and like, you know, saying having that confidence. And it took me those five years from when my little boy was born to now and being single and having that time to just really get to know myself again. And, and then when he started school, that was another shift. And it's like, it's okay to do things that please me, you know? Wow, it was like a game changer. It was amazing. And I, and I don't like cliched sayings of, you know, fill your own cup and stuff, but it's so true. And it's the easiest way to kind of help it resonate with people that when you are full, you can give more. So if you really want to mm -hmm. give your children or your partner or your job or whatever it is actually being really fulfilled is the best position to do that oh from. my god you make me want to cry <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true and I didn't realize you don't realize until you do it how much you needed it like I was looking after my little boy 24 7 on my own I didn't accept any help I was like I can do it on my own I don't need any help but the time when I did let my mum have him for a few hours and I just went to get my hair done or you know all that kind of stuff like the first few times I felt guilty but then I was like oh, I did not realize how much I needed grown-up time and time just on my own or with my friends or you know like, that kind of stuff is just so important isn't it yeah well um, I was chatting to one of my friends yesterday and she's had time off um right now because of the whole situation and um her little one not being in nursery and um she said you know I need to get back to work for me and she's mm. like I wouldn't give up this time for anything this precious time that I've been able to have at home with her is amazing but I need something for me and I'm like yeah you do <laughs> absolutely absolutely and we should stop that shaming of people who do do selfish things because you need like you're saying you need to do those things so you can come back and give more like I went out for a run like the first time two weeks ago on my own. It was the first time I'd been on my own in like 10 weeks or however long it was. And it just that freedom and that space. And I came back to my family and I was like, let's do board games. Let's have tea together. Let's like do a craft. Whereas before the days were just endless. And I was like, oh, what can we, I like, there's nothing to do. <laughs> and it's just so true. And I think there's a sense of pressure in terms of busyness as well and mm. doing stuff. Uh, another friend of mine that I was talking to, she was like, well, you know, when, when the kids are asleep or if they have a nap or if it means that I can get the washing done, I can go and fold this, I can go and sort that. And I can, and I went, so do you get to the end of it? Do, do you get to the end of the folding of the washing? And do you get to the, and she went, well, no, I never get to the end of it. It's just, and I went, so what if you took those 10 minutes for you? Mm, yeah. And I went, oh yeah, if I just went and sat in the garden for 10 minutes, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? And I went, no. 
absolutely nothing wrong no, and you'll what? feel just that little bit of like oh, I don't have yeah. to be doing I don't have to be yeah. on a treadmill the whole time to which be like is, achieving or moving things forward which is so difficult for people right to switch off and just to have those few minutes of quiet where you can I was speaking to one of the mums the other day and she was like oh I don't watch the news like I don't know and I said well that's probably good because you so many people are listening to other people's opinions all day that they don't be quiet and listen to their own voice and their own opinions and it's kind of they, you just how do you know what you want to do what you like what you you know if you're just listening to what everyone else has to say it's crazy but what you were saying about being busy it's kind of how it's been modeled to us right my mum was like the original entrepreneur super mum she had like five businesses <laughs> And even now she's like in her sixties, she is always busy. And she thinks that being busy means she's important, you know? And she's, you know, that's like, she can't sit down, <laughs> but she's quite fun with what's going on at the moment because she did have to stay home, which she really struggled with. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that like, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh yeah, I'm really busy. That must mean you're successful, right? But not necessarily. <laughs> No, and in, in my head, it's always been a kind of, I've got a to-do list and I go through and, and anybody who's ever seen my to-do list, I scribble it out. So I feel really accomplished that I've really achieved that thing. And uh, it's not to sit back and you go, well, what am I actually achieving? Like, what am I actually, yeah, great. I've ticked this, but what value is that bringing to me? Yeah. I think when you stop and you kind of go, you know, like, I hate ironing but I like having ironed clothes. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, but I could spend an hour ironing or I could spend that hour reading a book where I learn X, or I could spend that hour with my partner with no other distractions. And even if we just sit and we don't talk and just really embrace, like kind of mm. be present in that time, that's going to give me a thousand times more than checking something off a, a to-do list. Yeah. I did, um, Tony Robbins has a program, I think it's called Time of Your Life, and he has that model where it's like what's important and what's urgent. And so it's just thinking about the things that are important but not urgent because then it's stuff that's really important to you and on your heart. So I think the more we focus on things like that, I mean, there are always going to be things that are urgent, like kids' school stuff or bills to pay, you know, things like that that are always going to have to come to the top of the list. But I think, like you say, if you can be a bit more conscious and a bit more um, like plan things, you know, like long term rather than just like, oh, my God, what needs doing this morning? Because I have we have like a family to do list and then me and my partner have a to do list. I love crossing things out. like. <laughs> but if I look at all that stuff, it's just not getting done because it's just not important to me. I, I love yeah. the urgent and important model and I think yeah. it's also really good to model that on what other people are asking of you mm. you know if someone comes to you and goes I need you to do this or can you do that and you know they send you have that sense of urgency from their voice and you kind of go mm. oh, okay yeah I'll, I'll do that then you don't stop and go okay it might be urgent or important to you but actually it's not input important or urgent to me right now mm -hmm. and take that step back and reflect back and go I understand what you're saying and I understand and I can help you but I have to do this first and then I can 
And I think a lot of people don't feel that ability either to put themselves first in that situation. They just, Not like you all. said, they take in everything from everybody else and they filter that and they go, well, that's urgent and important, so I'll do that. But they don't put it through their own what's important to me and what's urgent to me that matters. So. Yeah, yeah, I do like absolutely. And I think other people put a lot of pressure and it is like a practice, isn't it? And you need other people around yourself that are doing that as well, that are saying, okay, that's fine, but it's going to be Friday, you know? And people respect you more. And the more you do that, like so many clients in the past have come to me like, I need this doing today. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. If you want it done today, it's going to cost 10 times more. If you want it done next week, then it's just the regular price. And this is kind of why I don't do clients anymore because I'm not very good at saying that or pushing back. Um, but there still is always things that crop us, even if it's just family members who are like, again, I'm going to go back to my mum because she is very like, she has an idea, needs doing that, go, go, go. And I'm just like, she has helped me to learn to say no because, and it's okay to say no because you just have to, pr you have to practice it. And once you practice it and the world doesn't fall apart, you're like, it's okay to say no and nothing really bad happens like people don't fall out with me I don't lose clients like if anything you gain the respect of people more because they see oh you value your time oh right and then they see your time is more valuable well I I don't know if you said it but it was someone very smart said um, every time you say no to something what are you saying yes to mm. so by saying no to that person who comes to you you're saying yes to what you committed to yourself today or doing something for yourself or doing something you'd already committed to somebody else so try and reframe it in that sense of going I'm saying no to you so I can say yes to and you know believing what you've said yes to and committing to what you say yes to yeah because it is so difficult to prioritize sometimes isn't it like which one of these people that's screaming at me is the most important <laughs> to, to, to me along with all the other things that I've got going on yeah and when do you, you have, have any that, tips for helping people like <laughs> organize all that <laughs> I'm a massive organizer yes. um I love organization um I don't know if I'm the Glastonbury like Marie Kondo Kondo or um mm -hmm. what it is but um yeah I really believe in I so I have a to-do list I have it on my computer and uh I'm a long-term accountant so I have it in excel and I prioritize each one. So I have a long list of things I might need to do in the business. And I have a long list of things that I might need to do in my personal life. And then I try and give them a kind of estimation of how long they might take me. So whether that's 30 minutes or five hours, whatever it is. And then I give them an importance factor and I just high, low or medium. And then I filter it at the start of the week, beginning of the week, I filter my list and I go, what's of high importance? What do I think is going to make a difference to me this week? Um, and then I plan it in my diary. And I say, right, here's my diary. Here's all the things that uh, is either like a coaching appointment. It's um, a night in with my husband that we're, you know, we've agreed there's no phones or whatever it is, put all my appointments <laughs> in. And I go, here are my blocks of free time. What am I, where am I going to schedule those things in? Because I'm making commitment to myself that I'm going to do them. And then I go, right, what am I doing now? Oh, great, I'm doing this and I've committed to doing that. And this is why, because it's of importance to me. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of 
the way I look at it, I, shed, I think by shedding it, you're creating a, yes, I believe this is important, not just I think it's important, but I'm actually going to um, do something about yeah. it. So commit, yeah, shed, commit make, actually, to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having that certainty is where a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs go wrong because they have a big list, but it's just too overwhelming. Whereas like you say, if you just plan out, right, I've got two hours free on Monday, two hours free on Thursday, and then whatever, you know, what time you've got. Okay. This is going to take two hours. That's really important to me. I'm going to schedule that in there. And then you just look and you're like, this is what I'm doing today. Not like, I don't know what to do. And you, that it's that taking that wasted time deciding it's like meal planning, isn't it? And it's like, you know, all the top, um, like richest people in the world just have like a uniform, right? So they don't even have to decide what to wear because it is a waste of brain power. So like you say, if you spend that like half an hour, an hour, maybe on a Sunday planning a week out, how many hours is that going to save you that you could be making money that you could be doing creative projects that you could be spending with your family rather than just like dilly dallying. <laughs> I know our brains are so wired for, you know, instant gratification and instant um, return. So if you've got a task mm. and you know, it's going to take you five hours, <laughs> everything in your body is saying, I don't want to do that. Like, and then you go, oh, look, I've had a notification from such and such, or, oh, I've had an email from them. I'll just, I'll just quickly do that. And yeah. it feels productive because you've been able to do it quickly and you've had a quick response or you have a quick, and that's how we're wired. And that's why our phones are so clever and because they're wired mm, to, towards so dangerous. our <laughs> brains that way. Um, and yeah, by, by scheduling it out, and you don't have to think about it. I so agree with the whole decision-making thing. Um, but having it scheduled out, you just look at your diary and go, that's what I'm doing now. And you just do it. And it's amazing how quickly that can um, pay off. Yeah. I'm the worst at like having an idea and not following through. Um, so like you said, I'm trying to, so I've got all these post-its because I'm like, I've got an idea, like I need to break it down to all the things that need doing and then schedule them in to get them done. And that is it. Whereas before I would be like, oh, I've got this idea and then I have another idea the next day. And I'm like, no, I don't like that. I'll have another. It's like, which one are you going to commit? I'm a commitment phobe. I think that was my issue. And I was like, which one are you going to commit to? Just focus on it and do it. <laughs> I, I, for me, it's, it's always been a kind of, um, when it's been so big, it's like, well, that means I have to have a whole day free and, you know, you just don't have whole days free mm. anymore. Um, so, oh, well, I'll do this because then it's done. And actually taking that massive task. Um, so one of like for me was doing my website, taking that task and then chunking it up into nice little steps that might be an hour to two hours. And then going, oh, I've done that little thing and I've now got that extra page on my website or I've now done my photos on my website and just taking it a little by little. Mm. Actually, that's going to move my goals further forward than it is by going, oh, well, I'll write 20 emails today because I don't actually have anything to show for it at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I think another thing to consider is to write all your tasks down and then think which of these things do I just don't even want to do. And can I get someone else to do? Oh, because, well, oh yeah. You know, ironing, you know, if you don't like ironing, probably can't at the moment, but 
like get someone else to do that because I think an hour of their time may cost I don't know like 15 20 quid but think how much you could make in that amount of time if you dedicated it to something else um my podcast episodes for example I do them because I love doing them but I hate transcribing them creating a blog post all that kind of stuff just takes time so I have a wonderful girl that does all that for me and it just makes things more enjoyable because I was not doing episodes because I was thinking, oh, I can't, I don't have time to edit it, you know? So it just um, was stopping yeah. me from doing them. Um, is it James Wedmore that talks a lot about kind of valuing your time? Oh, um, I love James. <laughs> and understanding, and again, it comes a bit back to your worth and kind of going, what am I worth? What is my time worth? And mm. what am I therefore spending it on? It, it's so true. And if I'm doing a task that's, you know, it's, it's just a sense of ticking a box to say I've done something today versus actually this is moving my goals forward. Mm. And, and you go, if I could charge myself, so it's a bit easier in a situation where you might charge your time out, but in a situation where you don't charge your time out, just value it and say, if I was going to charge someone for something that I'm good at, whatever that is, whether that's um, ironing, ironing, yeah, people will pay for that. <laughs> and it's kind of going, well, if I'm a fantastic ironer and I love it and I enjoy it and I do it well, then I should be able to charge X for it and saying, I am worth that value. Mm. and taking that kind of approach of life going if this is what I want to do and this is my kind of sphere of genius or love or passion or this is what I want to do value that time and then it helps give you a, um, a way to assess what is worth your time or not yeah absolutely I think it was James I think to remember watching one of his trainings and and him mentioning about that kind of working out your worth <laughs> you know <laughs> and what's worth your time and all that kind of cool stuff um but yeah speaking of james because i i met him through collaborating uh on stuma clown's tribe launch so we were all promoting it and all that kind of stuff so we met because you did a post about how community over competition and i liked it and i was like i love this message let's talk about it more so let's talk about it <laughs> so tell me where like the inspiration from that post came and how you've kind of seen that play out in your business and in your clients businesses i think um for me i um i started off as an accountant and uh my history of that has been a very much a male dominated um business and actually when it, even when i went into industry it was quite male dominated um my first ever boss however was a woman and she made me feel about so small it she just made me feel like i would go into her office and it was my first ever job i was fresh out of university my first ever proper professional job and I would go into her office and uh, she'd tell me exactly what to do by the letter and I'd write it all down and I'd go away and I'd do it to the letter and I'd come back and she'd literally red pen through everything and tell me exactly how bad a job I was doing. <laughs> and because I, I, I like to work with women and I believe very much in now women mm. lifting each, each other up, my role model of women in business 
has been one of putting down um, through a, a mass majority of my career. Yeah. And it didn't end there. And I'd go to the next job and it felt very much like because there were so few women um, in what we were doing, everyone was kind of vying for a position. Mm. And in doing so, it wasn't, you know, you were just trying to get yourself there. You weren't necessarily trying to put other people down, but you were just trying to scramble to the top. From taking a different direction in life and, and going into coaching, it made me kind of, I was very much on my own and working for myself, working on my own. And I was like, okay, how's this gonna work? Like, well, what if everyone else is just trying to push me down and get over the top of me and, you know, and I'm trying to scramble to the top all the time. And I was just so happy to see that the environment is nothing like that. Not at all, is it? It is like the entire opposite of that. And it's like, people are like, oh, have, have you met this person? Or do you know about this? Or have you seen this? Or that you might like this? Or... Um, and it, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where the other person is. Mm. It feels very much more like, oh, I've been there. I know what's going, what you're going through in a kind of starting your own business and setting yourself up. And like in this world of entrepreneurship, everyone's been there. Mm. Yes. So everyone's like, wants you to not make the same mistakes in a way. It's really bizarre. It's so different. And instead of kind of going, well, you're on your own, like figure out for yourself, it is very much like, oh, I've, I've done this and it was really helpful or, and it just feels like a really supportive community. And it's people like that, that kind of sense of community. Um, mm. And we mentioned before that I live in Glastonbury um, and I've only, I've lived here about five years. But again, it's a very community-driven town. And lots of different people, lots of different kind of beliefs and um, ways of living. But it's very much a, how can I help you kind of feeling? And I just think that's so important. And in, in my work, thinking of, you know, how women can lift other women instead of feeling like it's a competitive you know oh, so much yeah <laughs> we're so quick to go you know i'm i might come and see you rachel and I'll be like oh rachel you look great today and it's so easy to go no you look great today no, 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 you, like... no you <laughs> i'm so bad instead of just saying oh thank you i'm like oh really oh like i literally just washed my hair like this I'm old thing, like... oh this is just from prime you know like that kind of thing i'm just Instead of just saying, thank you. Yeah, which would be, it's so nice to, like, yeah. when you can say that, people go, oh, thanks. So it's like really nice, thank yeah. you. It's yeah, like, exactly. that's where it's meant from that perspective. So it's nice to have yeah. it kind of, and that's a bit what community means to me. Absolutely. Um, and well. I resonate with so much of what you were just saying. And I am so grateful to be in this community. And this is why I work with coaches as well, because I've worked with all kinds of people and, different industries and it's just not like and I guess the whole reason as well is that you sign up to be a coach because you want to help people right so ultimately that's going to bring together a group of people that all want to help each other um 
but yeah in my corporate world it was the same my corporate job I worked for a big marketing agency and I'm quite grateful that there were a couple of really awesome female leaders mentors who were like strong powerful women who wanted to support other people but also like you I've had some really bad women you know in the, that industry as well who just just are, just are jealous or like threatened or you know I just I'm just never been like that I wasn't you know that's just not in my nature I'm quite and to my mum's dismay she was that mega competitive person and I was like I just want to enjoy my life I don't bothered if I'm like win any medal you know like be number one like yeah. <laughs> I, I think jealousy is such a, a hard emotion mm. um and you know I've certainly been jealous of things in my life and probably in that, mm. that corporate scenario, that's what it taught me is to want the next thing, to be jealous of someone else that had something that I didn't or that I wanted. Um, whereas now I can see, I can go, oh, that person's done that. That means that's possible. Or they've done that. I wonder if they'd be open to chatting to me like could I pick their brains and you know can they give me any advice or help point me in the right direction or point out anything mm. that you know I may be missing or something and seeing it as an opportunity rather than a threat absolutely and I think having the tools and the skills to navigate that feeling from like oh it's not fair to like Wow, this is a this is a good emotion to have because it gives me clarity on what I want. You know, like so many people are like, well, I don't know what I want. Well, have a think about who you're jealous of and what aspect of that you want in your life, and then focus on that. <laughs> I'm so into law of attraction and like Abraham Hicks and stuff, and all like, you know, go through your whole day. If you have no idea what you want in life, go through your whole day, have a notebook, and everything that you see that you want, whether it's an ice cream or a car or a feeling or a relationship or you know a business whatever it is write it all down because so much goes through our head every day doesn't it and it's just can be overwhelming sometimes and then you just get confused and all these emotions and just having a pathway to navigate that is just absolutely yeah <laughs> I, I think one of the biggest things that um when I was going through my coaching qualifications sort of taught me was recognizing something that you see is negative, say jealousy, and mm. trying to unpick the kind of intent behind it, which is exactly what you were just saying, and going, well, what's the positive intent behind that jealousy? Because if I understand that, and I can satisfy that positive intent, I don't need the jealousy, because mm. I can find that behind the jealousy is like, Oh, it's because they're going after, you know, they want to do X with their life and they're doing yeah. it. And they're doing what I'm scared to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And go, well, my positive intent is that actually there's something else more that I want from life or I'd like to go after that or I'd like to do something different and go, well, perhaps if I focused on that and what I could do about that, that would be a great way forward and I can leave the jealousy the negative part of it behind definitely um but i think contrast is such an important thing to have in your life as well and have things happen that you don't want to happen because that makes you realize what you do want you know and having that contrast 
just makes life a bit more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you, you were talking about the um, kind of the space to think. And I think that's another massive problem. It was certainly a problem mm. for me when um, I changed jobs and I went into this job and a year down the line, I kind of went, well, I really like the people are great and I like my job. I like, I like what actually I do day to day. I'm still not happy. I know what, I'll, I'll go for another job. Mm. And I did that. And then a year later, I'm like, I like the people. And I was just like, okay, oh my God. stop. Yeah. I, did the same. <laughs> I just used to ch- change jobs every year because I would enjoy it at the beginning, then we'd get bored. And then the relationships, like something would happen and I'd be like, I need a clean slate or I just need a new challenge or you know, and what I'm doing now is the longest of six years I've ever done anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, like from speaking to you, you can see your passion in what you do. Yeah, but... I just love talking to people and connecting <laughs> with people. Not all day long. Like, I, you know, any time to like, I'm not very good at being social 24-7. <laughs> Me either, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that has friends that you talk to like all day long. I like once a week I will call my friends and have a little chat with them but yeah I think having that, that like space to kind part. of yeah. but to, you know to find your passion and it, you know it's never necessarily an easy thing but is it easy to continue down a path that you don't like or that you're not happy in no, well no. it may be <laughs> easy but it's never going to make you happy so your long-term no. hardship is going to be more. I just felt dead inside. <laughs> like turning up for a job that you don't enjoy, where you're just like not motivated or inspired at all, is just so soul destroying, isn't it? I think that's part of the reason why I kind of lost myself because I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's really hard because you, you kind of go, well, I, I know I don't want to do this, but what do I want to do? Like, what is going to make me happy? What, you know, so it's sometimes people know their passion and it's really strong and they've always known yeah. it all. And again, that's the jealousy thing. You're like, oh, they know, they know. <laughs> with, with me, it took me a good sort of, you know, 35 years to get to the point where I go, ah, that's what I really love. And that's what I enjoy about working. Yeah. And that's what I want to mm. go after. <laughs> And I think it's an ever-evolving process, right? Because you're always refining, 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 and you t- and trying and failing is fine, you know? And you have to try different things. And I've kind of gone from being doing website design, down to doing sales funnels, down to doing launches, down to like teaching people how to launch, to doing affiliate launches. And it's like, the more I come down, I'm like, yes, this is what I want to help people do this and this and this and who I want to work with. It's coaching because you're all lovely. <laughs> don't want to work with people who write wills that is not you know and the more clarity you get the more you will attract that exact person that you want 100 percent. yeah absolutely okay so how does uh collaboration show up in your business um i think uh working with so as a coach i also get coached because i think that's important mm-hmm. um i don't think um i'll ever be um perfect <laughs> so i'll always be perfect is overrated <laughs> um, so i think um for me particularly it's chatting to other coaches who um 
are struggling with those kind of first steps into business. So they kind of know, I want to be a coach. I know I can do this. I know this is what I'm going to be good at. Like I feel Mm. this, but this whole like business stuff, like, oh, I don't understand it or, you know, I can't do that or I can't do that. And because of my background in um, commercial accounting, so being very business focused and sort of um, strategy focused, I'm like, okay, I love being a coach, but actually I love all that kind of business and strategy part. So I love being able to help fellow coaches kind of go, it's okay, let's try and simplify this. Like it's a big, scary kind of crazy world when you first come into being a business owner when you know Mm -hmm. your own uh, and being an entrepreneur or being on on your own to doing it so being there for other people to help them through not the coaching side because I think a lot of coaches feel quite um strong and passionate about that knowing that they want to do that and that they can do that but it's actually all the business side that they didn't want to sign up for but they have to sign up for because otherwise no one's ever going to know that they're a great coach and that they're passionate and that they're there um so that's where I kind of like to um collaborate in my kind of field absolutely even this is a collaboration right (laughs) there are so many ways and I'm putting together a new guide as well about all the ways you can collaborate from running events together to doing Facebook lives together to having affiliate programs because I think it's difficult for people to know how can you know we're friends but how can we support each other in our businesses and promote each other with without needing all the legal and the setting up software you know because that's when you're just starting out collaborating there's no need to have all the fancy stuff like you were saying coaches when they're starting their businesses they don't need to have an you know a department of accountants or a department of like all this other kind of stuff a legal team they just need like the basics right and I think that's really great that you help people like unpick that because it can be quite overwhelming thinking oh my god I'm not gonna do it because I have to be a business owner right and really when you're just starting out there are just a few key things you need and then you grow as your business grows and it all doesn't have to happen overnight the key thing is that you get clients right? <laughs> you start coaching people all the rest just falls into place as you're learning right but yeah I think collaboration can also be just being of service at a time so it might be that someone messaged me the other day and said oh like would you mind just having a look at my website I'm like I am not technically minded I um, do not profess to have a really professional fantastic amazing website because that's not Mm -hmm. my 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 zone Um, but she said I know you don't know what I do really well. So I just want you to view it as if you were coming to it for the first time and give me feedback. And I'm like, well, yeah, cool. I can do that. I, you know, I can look at a website and go, oh, I see what this person does. I see what this person's Mm. about. I get a vibe about them and I can feed that back to her. And, you know, and then she was like, oh, if there's anything ever I can do for you. And it's just that kind of thing of just, there wasn't anything she could do for me but it was lovely that you know I was able to help and I know that maybe one in the future there might be something like ah she'd be really great because she knows that her stuff on that and just being of service to people is you know exactly 
And you both went into it with that intent of just helping each other. You didn't expect anything in return. It was just genuinely, how can we serve each other and help and support each other? And I think yeah. that is where the best relationships come from. A lot of people come to me and say, I want to, I'm launching next week. Like I need an affiliate program because I want people to promote it. That's not really, that's what I'm trying to get out of the industry. That spammy, passive income affiliate relationships. I mean, there's a play for it in software and stuff. That's fine. But when it comes to being an affiliate for someone's course, I think you either have to have been through each other's program or course, or you have to be good friends and have known each other for at least six months. <laughs> you know? You're saying something about yourself when you're Absolutely. being an affiliate for someone else. And yeah, the yeah. more you know, like you're a passionate person. So, if, uh, and you come across as kind of trustworthy. So if you're saying, this is great, I trust you to, and mm. it reflects on you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It works both ways. So it's really important if you're an affiliate to make sure who you're promoting is aligned with your brand and your message and that it's right for your audience. Because if one day you're saying do this and the next day you're saying do this, that's something that exact opposite people are going to stop trusting you because <laughs> they'll be like this person just want to make money and then also yeah. as um a business owner who's wanting to recruit affiliates it's really important to have a document that does display what your brand values are like who your ideal target client is who it's for the results they get because this is something that people miss out and it's like if you were to promote something of mine you would have the confidence then to know that you're speaking to the right people with the right messaging and that it's an aligned relationship, right? I think people are very scared to kind of go, this is what I'm about and exclude other things. And it's like, yeah, I know, but by doing that, you're, you're speaking to people by saying you're everything for everyone. Mm. I don't know what you mean, but by telling me you're about this, I'm like, great. I understand you. And, yeah uh, I'm not aligned to that but great or oh I, that so resonates with me and like you know 100% yeah yeah and also that if someone comes to you and says oh do you know about x and you'd be like no but I do know someone who does and if you know you're like this person does this exactly this you know yes then yeah. you will direct everybody their way that asks you about <laughs> it you know, whereas before people were like, would well, I really know what you do? Like, I want you to help me out. Or like, how can I promote you? Because I don't really know who you are or what you do. You know, so that is like a really super important part. So last thing, I just want you to give people a way to find you, how they can work with you. And then one last tip of how they can collaborate together. Well, okay. Um, so I, I do love a bit of Instagram. Um, so you can find me at uh, I am Tori Offord, and it's spelled T O R Y O F F O R D. I'll put all these links in the notes. As well. <laughs> um, or you can find me on my um, website on um, www.toriofford.com. Um, and seriously, I just I love hearing from people. I love understanding people. I'm all up for. Um, if there's any quick hints and tips and you know um, things that will help people all up to that so um, please feel free to get in touch um, and I'd say one last tip to collaborate is um, it's just come from a place of kindness uh, not you know a place of um, wouldn't it be great if 
I had known this or somebody mm. had been there for me to do this. You know, when you get, and it, you, you don't have to be um, Oprah to do that. You don't have to get to the almost end result to be able to do that. You just have to be one step ahead of someone to be able to help them step up that one step. So, um, so yeah, that'd be my last thought. Awesome. I love it. And I think it's just about being genuine and this overused word authentic, right? And just making sure that when you're connecting with people, it's to create a long-term relationship and not just what can I get out of this, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. It's been fab chatting to you. And I feel like this is the beginning of a lovely relationship. <laughs> If, if only because I need to come up to your part of the world and yes oh my god when all this is over come and have a wander around York and then I'll come I'll we want to come camping so maybe we'll come and camp in your neck of the woods sometime. yes awesome. <laughs> okay take care thanks Rachel I really enjoyed that interview with Tori and I have some great guests lined up in the next few weeks um, and I can't wait to speak to them and get them to share their tips on collaboration and how we can all work better together and become united. You know, there's no reason to compete with each other. We can rise and support each other. So I will see you on next week's episode. Don't forget, if you want to come and join the training to help you set up and grow your affiliate program, and then go to rachelowen.com slash webinar and I will see you at the training.